Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We got some explaining to do. <laughs> hey, so it's Robert and Brittany, and we're back with RNB Podcast. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we know that we took a little hiatus. There was lots of things going on in terms of like traveling, and Brittany has school, and you know, we just had a little break to you know clarify. But now we're back. We're recharged. We're rested. You know, we out here. We're ready. Um, we'll be hitting you guys with an episode this week and another one next week and many more after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this season, obviously, we've been trying to do it like with people. So we have learned that it can be very challenging trying to get three people on the same schedule to sit down and do something all at the same time. I mean, it sounds really easy, but... You know, when you have life and people have school and jobs and shit, you know, things can get in the way. But with all that being aside, <laughs> um, our guest today is one of our good, one of my good friends, Chazzy Boy. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hello. So today we're going to be talking about how we, I guess all of us, interact with like people on a daily basis because... After meeting Chaz, I realized that I'm not a normal fucking person. <laughs> um, so, me personally, I'm very like. Black and white. <laughs> black and white, sure, but like, I'm very like. Either love or hate. Yeah, but like, when it comes down to like new people, all of that doesn't matter because I don't really. I'm, I'm indifferent to, to new people. That's the word. So, I already have, like, a lot of genuine, like, cool people that I have in my life. So, when I go out and I'm meeting people, I'm not meeting people in the terms of, like, oh, I'm going to know this person for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just like, all right, if we meet, cool. If we don't meet, cool. Either way, it doesn't bother me. But I can I can see, like, I've spoken to many people like you. You mm-hmm. thought I hated you at first. No, you did. I did not That's hate why. you at first. Absolutely. It's just that I think that people take my indifference as, like, Oh, this kid must like not fucking like me, and I'm like, that's just not what it is. It's no, just- no, no, no. It's six months of an uphill battle for us to be friends. <laughs> and, uh, here we are. You're now. dramatic. You're so <laughs> dramatic. But like, so me and Chaz just went to to New Orleans, and while while we were in New Orleans, of course, there was lots of like drinking and debauchery and all that shit. But I've also learned that it takes me multiple times encountering somebody to like enjoy their company. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to be fair, uh, when we were in New Orleans, uh, Robert, you know, we had met Rusty and Travis, who was mutual friends with uh, our friends that we went to go see, Sarah and Delaney. And uh, at the beginning of it, and they were really, really open people, like, you know, come in, like, have all our booze, you know, Here's party food, with us. Yeah. Here's my food, whatever. <laughs> and by the beginning of it, you know, you were pretty standoffish. But by the end of it, you were in these people's fridge, like, helping yourself. So, like, we were walking in there, like, we own the place. It was like, because I think we've made that joke a couple of times that we live here now. We don't belong anywhere else. We just yeah, live here. literally. I mean, that was, like, our, our meeting spot during yeah, the whole oh, time. That, that was a central point. Yeah, But it was sure. in the French Quarter. You have to understand that. So, we we were like literally smack dab in the French Quarter, like literally like not less than a block away from Bourbon Street, like where there was just debauchery, debauchery, Wait, so debauchery. So you guys debauchery. met Rusty and who else was it? Travis. Travis. And Travis while you were there. Yeah. yeah. You lived we there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. So we were like, we would go out and then like be on Bourbon and we'd be partying and shit like that. And then they would like, you know, you always need a break from that, otherwise you're gonna get like too wasted and the rest of the night's over. So we would yeah. just go back there and like drink water, eat chips, eat food, and all that shit. Say, wait, wait, hold on a second. Where, where was the break? Because I'm pretty sure even when we were there, we were still even drinking there. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> just a change of scenery. Just a change of pace. That's what it is. Well, the only thing that changed is that we weren't standing anymore we were sitting (laughs) yeah i don't know so with the three of us i think it's different because i'm like i feel like a lot of people may have like social anxiety which is not the case with me i'm not social 
I'm not worried about like what people might think of me or nothing like that. That's not the case at all. I just like to have deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you meet somebody new, it's a lot of superficial conversation. But with like Brittany, Brittany does have social anxiety. So she needs people that she knows to like be around in order to interact like with buffer, like a buffer pretty people. much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like kind of basically go ahead and just ease her into, you know, the social setting that's there. Yeah. Exactly. You know, instead of yeah. like me, I just spearhead right into yeah, it. Yeah, so like... I think all of us are just very <laughs> dramatically different on like how we like interact with that. For sure. And I think that like a lot of people in general don't socially interact just because of like the superficial shit, like their cell phone. People rather like text. Like have you ever like been like meeting somebody new or whatever and once I'm past the barrier of like okay this is a new person and I'm like hey I think I this person's cool I like them I'll do shit like pick up the phone and call (laughs) but I've got like (laughs) a perfect example is when I first met Brittany (laughs) I I told Brittany like I will not tell her but in my mind I'm like oh she's cool I think she's dope we I think we would be like you know good friends yeah we'd be good friends so then (laughs) when we first started like you know hanging out and shit like that um I ended up like calling her one night yeah I called her and she like picks up the phone and she's like hello I'm like, I'm like, hey. creeper. <laughs> I'm like, yo, hey, what's up? And she's like, what's up? I'm like, hey, like, you know, how, how are you doing? How's your day? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, did you need something? I'm like, damn. <laughs> well, I didn't say it like damn. that. <laughs> Is this the wrong number? Hello? <laughs> like, I didn't say it that bluntly, but the vibe of it was definitely like, can I, like, is there something that you need? Just because I... It's not that I don't speak to people like that on the phone, but it's a, it's a select few. And when you called, we were still like classmates, you know what I mean? So yeah. I thought you needed an assignment or something like that. So <laughs> while we're talking and stuff, I'm like, in my head, like, is there what? a point? Yeah, like, it's like, we're, we're getting, I'm like at? getting nervous. Like, <laughs> am I supposed to be doing something? <laughs> and now we like talk on the phone all the time. Yeah, so it's, it's just it's just weird how like people interact. I've seen so Chaz is that guy that you can like take and like put into any situation, and he makes friends. And I'm like, I and not I don't envy, but I'm like I wish I had more of that. You can. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like a level of comfort, you know. Like with me, I feel so uncomfortable around like other people sometimes that I'm just like I get clammy and I'm like I don't know what to say at all and so, I just so, so see, can't I have think a, of I have, I have a theory about that though at the same time like you know I also live by the fact that you know I'm always comfortable and I stand true for anything like whether it be a social setting whether it be even the temperature like anything like I make sure I'm always comfortable if I find myself in any kind of you know position where I don't feel that then I take myself out of it and it's just that simple like you don't owe anyone anything you don't owe anyone shit you said that so much to me the last couple of days true because like you don't you know what I'm saying do stuff that you want to do for you you know what I'm saying like don't feel that just because you start talking to someone that you know you have to be their best friend no 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 but why not roll the dice and see what you come up with you might network with somebody who like has this really awesome career and you know you guys have similar interests and boom there's your like foot throw like through the door you know so to speak or you know just a lifelong friend that you know like with me personally like now I have like since the beginning of May-ish I mean I've gone like what like 10 places now and in which case, like, you know, I have friends, like, all over the world now that, you know, we go ahead and we're making plans to go to, like, my friend Simon, who I met in a hostel in Puerto Rico, you know, just randomly. Uh, we're in 
talks of going to Havana together. My, meanwhile, I've only met this guy like a couple of days, mm-hmm. but uh, we still talk all the time. Um, really smart dude. We uh, pass ideas about books, articles, current events, you know, uh, documentaries to watch back and forth. So it's just someone to help you also build as a person. You know what I'm saying? And this is just a specific example. That's true. So, like you'll take a little bit from everyone that you exactly, meet to help exactly, shape yourself. Exactly. Make you yeah. more of a well-rounded, well-rounded person than exactly. what you were yesterday. And that's like the whole premise of who you want to be. Like I want to be a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Like, I mean, I want to know a little bit about everything, mm-hmm. you know, as much as I can. I mean, at most like 80%, you know what I'm saying? But then go from there, you know? Like, yeah. That makes sense because... If you are around the same people all the time, you're like never you're, build. they say that you're an average of the people that you're around all the mm-hmm. time. You know, you're Product an average of your environment. Of their personalities. Yeah. Exactly. So if you're hanging out with the same people, you might like become like this in this like little box. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't meet other people, you never get out of that. You exactly. know, and you won't know anything different than what's in front of you. Exactly. I guess my issue isn't like the meeting new people. I'm not afraid to like meet new people. That's not the issue. My issue is that like, like I said, I just don't like to have your superficial like. How was your day? How's the weather? How you know, like once we once you get to that like that point where you can have a deep conversation, and I realize that you can do that because the issue is not everybody has the skills to do that. Mm-hmm. Some people so, are boring as shit. Boring as fuck. <laughs> like exactly. just and to be fair, though, I mean that's when you like kind of siphon through. I mean, but at least you gotta open. You gotta at least like peek in the door in order to open it. You know what I'm saying? Like so to speak. You know, you can't just go right off the rip and be like. I mean, think about how weird that would be if, like, we're sitting in an elevator together and, like, even in something, a small social setting like that with small conversation, whatever. And I'm just like, so, uh, what do you think about life? Like, you know, <laughs> like, do you think there's the first a you, question? Do you, yeah, do you, do you, let's think about, like, some real heavy topic of discussion. Like, dude, do you think that there's life after death, man? Like, I'm pretty sure you'd creep someone the fuck out. And they would probably try to get out of the elevator as fast as fucking possible. Yeah, that like, makes sense. You gotta make it through the small talk exactly. to get to the deeper talk. Exactly. I just hate the small talk. I hate it too. It's terrible. It's, it's always fucking the same, terrible. Like, it's like a, the same script kind of. Yeah. Like know? people ask Where the same questions. Oh, always. I work here. No, oh my God, always. cool. I know this person that works here too. Oh my gosh, cool. And it's like, I don't give a shit about this conversation right now. <laughs> For real, though. But at the same time, like I said, I mean, you know, I mean, in terms of small talk, even then, I mean, you could be talking about interests or something that's relevant to that. I mean, you don't have to fucking, like, narrow it to, like, you know, again, like, the stereotypical, like, oh, how was your day? Or, like, you know, what do you do for a living? Or, like, especially when you're at work and you're in a work setting, it's like, bitch, I work here with you. What do you mean? What do I do? (laughs) All right, so I think right now we should probably, like, go towards, like, trying to help somebody. So... There might be somebody listening to the podcast who, like, has social anxiety, like Brittany. Brittany, what are some tips? Well, you're still working on it, so I mean, Um, what are some tips that you have to, like, help somebody that, like, works with it? Because I know what I do to, like, help you, so I'll just say that after, but, like, what do you think that you do to, like, you know, make yourself better with it? (laughs) Because obviously people, social anxiety is a thing, so speaking in front of people is a thing. Speaking is hard. Talking is hard. You know, words are hard, so. Um, If I'm in a situation and, and I feel anxious about it. Um, well, before the anxiety would set in, I would just try to like not uh, overthink it because that's usually when I start to freak myself out. Like, oh god, there's all these like people in groups together, and I'm just here, and I'm like, oh god, I'm like in the <laughs> middle of the room. People are looking at me, and I'm like, oh gosh. So first of all, don't overthink it, and then I try to uh, 
step away if I need to. Like, don't overwhelm yourself. If it's like, if you feel anxious and you don't feel comfortable, then like Chaz well, said. Well, that's what I said, that comfort yeah, thing I'm step, talking about. Step away step from away. the situation. And then um, eventually you, you'll f- find someone that has something in common with you. Exactly. Or just walk around, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not talking to anyone, that's fine. Walk around and eat something. <laughs> walk around and drink something. When you see me downtown, I always have a drink in my hand, not because I'm trying to get drunk, but I just it makes me feel more comfortable to have something to like it's hold. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know it's why. Something distracting, almost like yeah. something to go. To, so you're not just standing there with your hands. I'm like, what side. do I do with my hands? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's almost like a defense mechanism. Yeah, it is. It really is. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. I just think that, like... Bring someone you know. Yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> so the ways that I, like, help Brittany is that, like, I can tell when she's like, having social anxiety or whatever, but sometimes it's, like, the thought of it is what's stopping her more than, like, the anxiety itself. So a, a perfect example would be, like, we're out... We were at this place called a la, a la carte, and we were, like, getting food or whatever, and <laughs> there's a whole bunch of people sitting on the grass, and everybody's watching, like, Harry Potter, so we were, like, watching a movie, and there's a whole bunch of food trucks, and Brittany wanted to go and get something from the food truck. A normal person would just be like, hey, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm going to go, go and get something from I'm the food truck. I'm not going to sit here and yeah, starve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then Brittany asks me, she's like, hey, can you come up with me to go to the food truck? And... Like normally, if it was just a normal like situation and it's not Brittany, I would be like, yeah, sure, they just want my company. But that's not what she wanted. She mm-hmm. didn't want me for my company. She wanted me to like be the buffer of like the situation <laughs> to make it not awkward. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I'm like, all right, no, I'm not gonna <laughs> go with you to the food truck because you Sometimes need to like you, yeah, do that by push, yourself. Push yeah, you have to like grow and do it do it on your own. And I think that people get caught up in the like mindset of like, oh, everybody's looking at me, everybody's watching me. But at the same time. There's so much going on and so much other stimulus that, like, even though you, like, somebody might notice you, they're not watching you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... Until you catch the people watching you. Until they're watching you. <laughs> no, no, no. So, I actually have a theory on that, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, so, like, my thing is the fact that, like, let's say, you know, when people are worried about, like, what the people are watching them or, like, whatever, and they feel like, oh, man, like, what's that person doing what over there? Thinking, yeah. it's, I think, to me, it's all bullshit. Because I put it in the sense of, like, let's say I give you a photograph, like, a group photograph. Who's the first person you look at? You. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about everyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I feel like that kind of holds like the same uh, premise, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I For mean, sure. tonight we're going to, uh, in lieu of uh, Thanksgiving coming up next week, uh, I'm taking... Happy holidays, yeah, y'all. Uh, <laughs> we're actually going to have... Uh, we're going <laughs> to have a little bit of an experiment today. Uh, I'm basically meshing like two different groups of people that have oh, really never that. met together that you were, don't know if it's gonna work or not like if they're gonna get along you know oh it'll be great it'll be great so i went with you to new orleans i went with jessica and anna to puerto rico and then my friend Brittany, who we're gonna go for friendsgiving um she's gonna she's hosting thing friendsgiving she said hey bring people who are going on a trip by the way we're going on a trip to Asheville in uh what like three weeks we'll super, lit, super lit super oh, lit yeah. gonna go have a white Christmas over in uh, Asheville in the cabins up in the mountains it's gonna be amazing but uh most of these people have never met each other before <laughs> so we're kind of just gonna go ahead and smash it up today like literally like a, on, a, <laughs> on a yeah on like a smaller scale and see how it works out but I think it'll be great I think it'll be a good time you know it'll be pretty wholesome moments we'll probably be playing games you know drinking yeah you know, so. yeah so i guess that we could use like this astral trip as like a perfect example of like 
you know, these are, I'm going with Chaz and I know Chaz really well. So then like we're going, but I'm going with a whole bunch of people that I don't know. And the funny part is that they don't, it doesn't bother me that I'm going with a whole bunch of people I don't know. I'm just indifferent towards it. You know, like I don't really care. I'm not going to go with the people that I don't, I don't know. I'm going because it sounds like a great time yeah, and I know yeah. I'm going to have fun regardless. And so there you go. I think that it's like, if people had that mindset a lot more that like, I, <laughs> I, it's not to, not to be an asshole, but it's like, just worry about yourself, you know? As long as you have a good time and you're down for, like, you know, to have a good time, then you'll have a good time. It's true. Just, it's make, true. Your, just make sure that, like, you're putting yourself in a situation that, like, at least you, you, you I think you should know at least one person, but I mean, oh, that's yeah. just me. No, not me. <laughs> oh my God. Stick me in a group, put me on, on a ship, like, halfway around the world, and we're going somewhere, and we'll make friends. We'll figure it out. So now I think it's, like, important to, like, discuss how everyone in general got to this position so my personal belief is that not only social media and stuff like that our phones our phones are such a like destructive device because whenever you're in an elevator or you're in a grocery line or you're in a spot where like back in the day people used to like socialize and be hey how's your day how's it going that is no longer a thing and whenever people feel uncomfortable what do they do? They go, go into phone. social media. They scroll. Some people even go as far as taking a pretend phone call to avoid a, a social Jesus interaction. Christ, that's eccentric as yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's freaking crazy. And it, I think that the phone itself is giving people an anxiety that shouldn't be there. Oh, of course. I mean, honestly, you know, my biggest frustration is with the whole cell phone thing is the fact you have unlimited knowledge in your fucking palm of your hand. You want to learn how to fucking make anything. You want to learn anything about the world. You want to learn about anything. You want to learn a new language. You want to learn a new language. Anything you want is in the palm of your hand. You know what you use this shit for? Fucking social network and fucking porn. That's what, fucking, <laughs> that's what you use the fucking porn for. for the porn, okay? Like, I'm just saying, though. My God, like, fucking, like, seriously, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Think about it, like fucking like what, like fifteen years ago we used to fucking have to go ahead and go to do a research paper. You're gonna fucking do encyclopedias, fucking go to the yes, library, massive fucking research and shit like that. Yeah. You know, now everything's fucking right here, you know what I'm saying? But definitely I do feel like it's created a lot of social barriers in, in, in regards to that because it's true. Like fucking you feel uncomfortable with something or you're in a group of people you don't really know, defense mechanism is just fucking go to your phone, start browsing mindlessly on fucking Facebook yeah. at the same fucking posts that have fucking mm-hmm. been there. And also it's also like a fucking judgment as far as like, you know, people fucking like can be acting like they're living these extraordinary fucking lives via social media. Oh, yeah. And it makes you fucking be like, wow, like, you know, I wow what are they doing like this and that like blah 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 and meanwhile at the, on the other end of the spectrum they're just fucking just sitting at home doing they just got a, good, a really good picture yeah. <laughs> they, they made a story out of it <laughs> dead ass dead ass they don't even have any real story backing the fucking picture you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah absolutely and then also like fucking you know even when people go to like fuck, you know what I hate more than fucking anything is that person who has snapchat and they go to a concert and they record the whole fucking concert. Like, get off your phone, enjoy the fucking concert for what it is. If I wanted to watch the concert, I would have went to the fucking concert. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking there, like fucking just like twenty minutes of fucking Snapchat story, just fucking yeah. going and going and going and going and going and going. It's like, bro, get a step off of your phone and actually live real life. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because like, even though they may think they're paying attention, when you're looking at the screen, you're focusing on your phone because you're like, I need to make sure this isn't focused, it's a good angle, yeah. you know? When it's like, 
I get that you want to make a memory and watch it again, but making not the a, entire time, though. Yeah, but making a memory and then doing it from an egocentric sense, which I believe is what fucking social media is, like getting likes, you know, like even Snapchat especially, like fucking just snap. Why does it matter if you fucking snap these things to your friends and basically it's just like, oh, I'm doing something cool. Like, look at me, look yeah. at me. You know what I'm saying? Are you jealous? Are you jealous? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I know that Instagram was talking about getting real likes mm-hmm. and they were saying oh, that I did they hear were, about that. Yeah, they were saying that like they were doing it from the standpoint of like there's so many people growing up and the likes is what causes people to be depressed and stuff like that. That's true. But it's just it's hard to know if they're like being actually genuine because at the same time Instagram there's people who make their lives and their career off of Instagram. So mm-hmm. people no like in, like influencers like David Dobrik for for example he he is measured by his likes so companies and brands approach him and they know how much to offer him because they're like you get this much likes when I post you yeah. have this many people that reach this post so well, same thing like YouTube too you get like, yeah money exactly you get sponsorship yeah so I people are like Instagram saying like we're taking it away for this social aspect but at the same time if they were to take that away then the companies and stuff like that will have to go through Instagram. Did you hear that on the read? No. Oh, okay. The companies, <laughs> the companies and stuff like that will have to go through Instagram in order to find out how many likes those people yes. are getting. So, add, so then they they would be Instagram would now be the middleman. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and they would get more. And they would money. get more money for it. So it's like I also find that kind of interesting to kind of see like what that does for people in their influence using Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that you know. Again, like, you know, I mean, to be fair, like, you know, if you post a picture, you get fucking like, you know, let's say 70 likes or whatever the fuck it may be. You know what I'm saying? Like, typically speaking, as absorbent as that is, it fucking makes you feel good. Yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. And that's all it is. It's self-validation. It is self-validation. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that a lot of people can go into depression Uh when they are people who post a lot on Instagram and get that self-validation. And then they post a picture and don't get enough likes. They're like they feel really shitty about it. Like, it can ruin their day. And um, back to what you were saying, Robert. So, yeah, Instagram was thinking about taking off likes, and they were saying that it was about uh, the young people, and we want them to not focus on, you know, what they look like and how many likes they get and their, like, self-worth through it. But, yeah, Nicki Minaj said that um, Instagram is just doing it for money. And mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly what you said, that they're just using it as a, as a, um, as a way to make themselves money. They're going to be a middleman. So... Yeah, the influencers are still going to post their posts, but now what they're going to do is they're probably going to screenshot their likes and put it in their story or put, post it on their page. Yeah, there's the same, loopholes around yeah, it. Yeah, there's loopholes around it, and then companies are going to have to go to Instagram to see their analytics. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're not... Because the thing with taking away likes, it's not that it's taking away likes altogether. You're taking away people's um, people's ability to see your likes, but you can still see yours, mm-hmm. you know? So if I post a picture, I can see that I got 100 likes, but you can't, you know? So it's like, that's, you're still... It doesn't matter. I feel like yeah, the damage is already done. The damage is already done, so it's not even about, it's not about the people, it's about money, exactly. you know? I'm just really interested to see what it would do to the app as a whole, because if you people take away, yeah, if you, if you take away the main point of using yeah, the app, or like... Would people still like a picture? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't you know? Because at that at that point, you're not seeing the, oh, I like this picture, so why would you like the picture? You mm-hmm. know? Exactly. It would be the same thing. Either way, I mean, I think it's a really interesting idea, but at the same time, if people are making their living off of it, who am I to be like, oh, we should like take that away? Well, it's just that Instagram wants... Influencers are cashing out. <laughs> like, 
with these likes you know they're making yeah. a lot of money per post and so all that it is is instagram being like i want 20 percent of that post because kylie crazy. jenner i think she makes like almost a million dollars per post that isn't, that, is, isn't that fucking sickening? I'd be about it. Sickening. Though. I mean, I'd be about, I'd be about it. it. But, but like, still. But still. <laughs> all these people out like, here really? like starving and Kylie yeah. Jenner is making so what, much money. Let me ask you guys like, what, 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 what like fucking latent ability does she have? Like fucking what skill that you're like, wow. She's interesting. What? Well, it's not even it's not even that she's interesting. It's your, it's your social pool. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you have so much like social pull and like pop culture is a they big like deal they like her style they oh like the way God. that she looks they like her lifestyle and so they're interested I would have a good lifestyle like that too if I had that money exactly. <laughs> they're interested to see what it's like cause it's a it's a fantasy she's selling a fantasy yeah you know it's what like I mean? a damn damn Blisserian or whatever the fuck that guy's called the poker oh, player oh yeah that motherfucker that motherfucker yeah. like lives that lifestyle what is it Dan Blazarian, he's like this guy who he plays like, poker. He goes on so and many like, trips, like with all these girls. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like how that's exactly what you fuck the trips, <laughs> fuck the cars, fuck, fuck everything. No, but yo, he's banging girls. Bitches, he got holes. Well, it's just like you guys know Slut Whisper. What the fuck are you watching on the internet? No. <laughs> no. Okay, so she's like, it's porn. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, there we go back whisper. to the whole thing. What you use your phone for? Huh? <laughs> Jesus. He's basically this guy. Um, it, it, he's on Instagram, but his job is to go around the country and party. And he posts him partying and like disrespecting girls and all this stuff, and people love it. And that's his career, slut whisperer. That's his fucking career. Yeah, what are we crow. doing wrong? <laughs> um, what am I doing wrong? Is that a question. <laughs> you could literally be here. famous for fucking anything. It's absolutely fucking Yeah, unreal. for yeah. sure. Well, it's a unreal. fantasy. You know what I mean? People want to live vicariously through people. It's true. And you know that probably we're never going to be billionaires or millionaires. You know right. what I mean? Like Kylie Jenner, she's a billionaire. We're not going to get there. When she walks into her driveway, she has like 10 exotic cars to pick from. And she's wearing designer. Like, we know we can't, we're probably not going to get there. Not that you can't, but you're probably not going to get there realistically. And so we want to we want to live vicariously. And she provides that through her Instagram. I guess. You know? But to be fair, like, honestly, like, even, I don't know, man. So, like, I always have, like, a fucking, like, qualm with, like, being rich like that. Because I don't think I'd ever want to be rich like that. Like, I like being a humble dude, you know, saying, like, you know, working for, like, everywhere I go and all this nonsense. But, yes, financial freedom is is a beautiful thing. Don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong. Because you can be rich and not and live not a life famous, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can I just feel like it's hard to because of the fact, like, if you know you have it, why wouldn't you be like, all right, like, I'm going to go buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> you know or you right? donate a lot. Keanu, Keanu Reeves, I think he donates, like, 60% of his earnings or something like that. Something ridiculous. Yeah, dude still rides the train and everything, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He uses public transportation all the time. All the time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of stories actually with him uh, actually taking like I guess like his plane. Something happened with the plane, and he ended yes, up jumping in I a van. That. He ended up jumping in a van with like these strangers, and they just took a van ride like for like two, three hundred miles, like whatever, and. Like, just real humble dude, honestly. Exactly. Real so you can still dude. remain humble. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Filthy rich. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dope. All right, so back to let's let's yeah, yeah. let's skirt back to the, the to the topic. So we all know that we're like different in terms of like how we interact with people, but how do we get to this point? So with me personally, I think that like. I've met a whole lot of people, and at first, when I was younger, I can for sure say that I was like a lot more open in terms of like meeting people and like having new friends and all that stuff. But I think that I have grown a lot in terms of like being more conscious. So 
So shutting your doors. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I think that this, okay, this is my theory on people. This is my this is gonna be my theory. Okay. I think that every everyone, no matter what you do, is working in their own best interest. Yeah. So with that being said, I think that people can do fucked up shit to you and not even do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really blame anybody when that happens, but I'm like it's just human nature. In human nature, you're looking out for the number one, which yeah. is yourself. Mm-hmm. So then I just don't allow people super close enough to the point where like they can do they don't have some that power over you. They don't have that power. Yeah. Over you. So I'm a I'm a very genuine person. So like to my friends that I'm really close to, I'm really genuine. So yeah. if something were to happen where I felt like they did some real fucked up shit, it would affect me more just because I would not do that to them. Right. And I know that you shouldn't think like that because you can't expect people to, you can't put expectations on people that you don't say out loud. Right. But at the same time, I mean, you are right. Like, you know, happiness is a selfish aspect, is it not? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In order for you to be happy, do you not have to cut people off? Do you not have Mm -hmm. to, you know, take yourself out of situations? Like, no matter if you feel like these people lean on you and things like that, I mean, that can go into relationships and everything. But to be fair, like, you know, happiness is, it is selfish, you know. You I do have to worry about number one, you know what I'm saying, at all times. You know, I mean, that's just, just how it works. It's just yeah. how it works. But, like, with that with that being said, that's why I'm not as open to meeting everyone, you know? Because, like, I think that a lot of people think that they're just meeting somebody and that they're just... This is a new connection. It's a genuine connection. But at the same time, you don't know that person's motive. Yeah, yeah so that's it's, true. It's, it's, it's really hard for me to just be super open and super nice to somebody who I don't know because I don't know what your motive is. And you won't know that yeah. until you interact with that person on exactly. a normal basis. But at the same time, I'm just not always super open to doing that because I've had too many situations where I've been in that place and I have met new people and I'm like, oh, this is dope. This is cool. And then something really fucked up happens. And okay, you learn. You at the learn sa- exactly, you learn. But at the same time, you also got to think about it like this. You know what I'm saying? You can't hold anyone in affiliation for something that happened in the past. You got to remember, everyone's fucking different. Everyone fucking deserves a chance. You can't just go ahead and write someone off for you know, something that, yeah, might have been fucked up in the past. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, That doesn't make you grow. At all, that just makes you become stagnant. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one of my one of my favorite fucking sayings is the fact of, uh, you know, people who say like, "Oh man, I just go with the flow," and I always be like, "You know what else goes with the flow? Dead fish." Is that you? Oh my god! So. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that. That's <laughs> I swear to God, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, where, where do you live your life? You know what I'm saying? You also have to fucking make sure that you're progressive in your own life. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just go ahead and again just block out the world because someone fucking did you wrong trust me I, I've fucking have had plenty of people do me wrong but it still doesn't deter me from fucking like and I'm talking about some of my best fucking friends I mean people that I have known for like 19 20 years you know what I'm saying like have fucking like done me wrong I mean mind you we worked past it and you know we're we're still friends you know but I just don't let those kind of things I can't hold again others in accountability for for something that happened to me before it's not fair it's not fair yeah, it's hard though, cause even if you try to like go into like your next friendship or relationship without um, holding, bringing the baggage, yeah, bringing the baggage, mm-hmm. it's hard because you almost feel like that's how you learn. You know that I'm not gonna let this happen to me again. You know that's your lesson For behind sure. it. But then it's like you can't do that because that person that you're with, that person that you're trying to have that connection with. They, they don't deserve what someone else did to you. You know, they can't do anything about that. So no. you can't put that on them. Exactly. You know, it's and then not fair. at the same time, 
with people hurting you even if they're close to you or not close to you 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 can't expect someone to have the same heart as you i always tell people that you know just because you may not do something to someone or you're a good person and you can never see yourself screwing someone over that you love that doesn't make the next person feel that way too you know don't put you can't put expectations on people even if you say it out loud why should they do it because you said it out loud do you know what i mean that's not fair it's just very hard for me to like accept that just because like if that's the case, I don't want those type of people in You're my like, life. You're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Well, no, not that. I just don't want those type of people in my life. Yeah. I have a choice of who, who like, you don't really have a choice of a lot in life. Like, you don't have a choice of who your parents are. You don't have a choice of who your family is. But you have a choice of who you surround yourself with. Exactly. So I take it very, very serious. And I'm like, if that's the case, and I can't, not that I can't expect you, but I can't rely on you to be that genuine person, then why would I want you there? Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that. I mean, it's true. You have you have that ability to go ahead and cut them out. Yeah. But at least if you gave them a chance, you gave them a chance and a proper chance. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but don't carry that on with but, you. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I just, don't, don't expect people on. not to do you wrong. You don't expect them to do you wrong, but don't expect that they're not going to either, yeah. you know? It's kind of like, it's a, like it's a medium. It's yeah. like a medium. You know what I'm saying? Anything can happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that, like, obviously a lot of people have gone through a lot of shit and everybody has baggage. And I think that our generation, we need to get a lot better with trying to figure out how to unpack that and how to start, like, getting over it. Because, I mean, it's just really easy when you hear it. Like, just get over it. You know? Like, it's your past. Blah, blah, blah. People say the same shit all the time. But that's not something that just the words get over it does not help anything yeah so the words get over it really is is just all bullshit i mean you can hear that from everyone else and you're right you're not gonna be able to go ahead and you know just get over it in order to get over something like that you need to be more stronger mentally and actually fucking go ahead and think about it like within yourself like you need to it's like self self repairing yourself in order Mm -hmm. to fucking get over it like humps and and disasters and things like that you know exactly like you got to work through it in your mind and find a way to accept like whatever has happened and you can't just like literally just be like okay i'm just gonna get over it now bing <laughs> you know you gotta work through what happened why it happened how do you feel about it and just move on exactly that, you know? so i still don't get it <laughs> just because i'm like i know exactly what happened i the funny part is that i feel like a lot of people don't know when they like changed in their life or when they became like a new person i know happens. no I, I know exactly where it was, where I've changed, and I know exactly what happened that caused me to change. That doesn't mean that I know what to do to get over that. Because if you ask me now, did I get over it? Sure. But is there shit that happens that reminds me sometimes of that situation that I don't get over? So you feel like yes. you're getting triggered pretty much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or triggered. yeah, sure, yeah. maybe yeah, yeah maybe I'm getting triggered. triggered is what it is. It's but like, it's just it's, that it's just that I know, like a lot of people don't know. Some people think, oh, I go through life and this is just who I am as a person now. No, I know exactly what happened to me to get me to this point. Well, if that's the case, then you know what the next step is, right? Therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think everyone that's close to you knows the situation and what happened, and we've all given our opinion and given our advice on it. And you're still in the same position. Let me you ask know? you a question, though, right there with the whole therapy process. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, technically, in to a degree, you're getting therapy from multiple But we're not professionals. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, so, but I feel like telling your problem to a friend and someone that actually knows you and gives a shit about you will give you an actual, like, I mean, I give unbiased advice regardless, like, you know, no matter what, good or bad, you know, I'll tell you straight the fuck how it is. But then you also fucking, like, have these therapy professions that, you know, to a degree, I feel like you say professional, but this person doesn't know anything about you. But that's the thing. That's... I think that's the beauty of therapy is that it's an unbiased situation. It's unjudgmental because they don't know you at all. And sometimes you need someone from the outside to help you work through a situation because the thing is like this situation that he's referring to happened years ago, mm-hmm. years ago. And he's talked to so many people about it and he hasn't been able to find a resolution. So you know what? You're never going to find a res- resolution in your friends because it's been like what you told probably 20 people about this and like give an opinion and try to work through it and it's not made a difference at all so you need someone from the outside someone who's trained in like uh how to deal with these things and how to deal with emotion and trauma and figure it out from there because clearly it's not helping out to talk to your friends i just think that talking to your friends is like great but at the same time you have to know that talking to your friends is a biased view why no, see, but because I they're your I friends i'm unbiased though you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you are to a, a certain bias. extent though still because you still know <laughs> because him. you still know me yeah, yeah. so and at the same time those people like went to school to deal with like certain things you know exactly. so like it's like they have different techniques that maybe we the regular person doesn't know you know it's all about techniques and like developing ways to cope with things that are happening and I can't tell you how to cope because I don't know I don't know that all the different coping styles I know how, how I cope but that doesn't mean that's gonna work for you you know yeah I mean I know one of my major coping styles that I used to have that I don't have anymore shutting is that uh, no not shutting down just cutting out cutting people out mm-hmm. so whenever something like negative we used to happen like in my life and it would it was like referred to a person instead of just addressing the situation I would just cut it out so have you have you actually like considered doing therapy or no yeah 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 for sure but I mean I think it's like a lot easier said than like done yeah. you know it's, it's like it's a do you feel, yeah do you feel like it's more like swallowing your pride kind of thing to go ahead and like go uh, to a therapy? No, not really. Like I don't I don't have the stigma of like, oh, if you're going to therapy, you're crazy. I don't have right. that. No, I'm no. I'm so me personally, I'm just a very logical person. Mm-hmm. So the issue is is that like when you're dealing with everyday life, I'm great at that. Because like I said, I'm a very logical thinker. So I'm very like A plus B equals C. But when therapy A plus B equals Z. No. Not, I think that know? therapy deals with the part of the part of me that <laughs> not like not with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think therapy deals with the part of you that's like uh emotional. I can tell you that I can be very emotionally immature. Mm-hmm. And I know this, you know, so it's I I think that I've done the hard parts of like knowing where your weaknesses are. Now it's just the parts of growing. Mm. And that's not something that I can just do by myself. I've sat back. I've reflected. I know where my weaknesses are. I know where I need to grow. I just need to know how to go ahead about it. Because the thing with Robert is that up until... I'm tired of everything being about me. (laughs) He's still single. (laughs) So the thing with Robert is that up until recently, like he hasn't been in touch with his emotions at all. Like when I first met him, like this kid was so cold. Like he never like expressed emotion at all towards anything in general. Like, I mean, you were happy about stuff, but you never like felt anything deeply. It was, everything was like very surface level. And it's only now that he's trying to tap into the deeper emotions and figure out why why am I not processing things like everyone else is why am I harboring these emotions and like he doesn't know how to process it so it's like if he's 26 now how old are you 26 mm-hmm. 20 or oh, about 27 now 
and you've only in the last three years started to use your emotions, like mm-hmm. you're not going to know how to deal with situations that happened in your past when you were unemotional. You know, because it's not that he's just an unemotional person in general. He's emotional. He just would put it in the back of his head and ignore it. That's not healthy. And now, and now it, and that's piled up. Yeah, it's like 26 years great. of piled up shit that he can't figure out. So I feel like, honestly, like anything, going back to the whole like travel thing is, is really like detrimental to, I mean, a person's mental state just in general. I mean, we could talk about like all the influences you have for, again, like problem solving, you know. Uh, you get caught up, like, let's say, in an airport. You have to figure out how to get from one place to another place. You missed your flight or, like, just just stupid little shit like that. I mean, problem solving in general um, to, you know, again, like, broadening your horizons for a different mental capacity and how you take people in general, you know? Like, uh, again, it's everyone's different. I mean, staying constricted to just Orlando, I mean, you're only going to meet just mm-hmm. Orlando, you yeah. know? I mean, there's a great big world out there, you know, saying we're, what, like, 9 billion people strong right now? <laughs> I yeah, mean, so... For sure, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think that, like... I think you got to sit down with yourself, sit down with yourself and someone else and just have them help you, like, just hash it out and, like, bring up things that maybe you didn't even think about that affected you. Yeah, I think that, like, I... <laughs> To be honest, there's a manager that I have at work. Her name is Jem. Fucking amazing. One of the best Yo, managers I've ever had. Yo, shout out to Jem. And she, um, me and her talked about it. And she was just saying how, like, she understands where I'm coming from. But she was, like, she she took it from a whole entire ang- different angle that I didn't really think of. She was just saying how, like, you are a, like, black guy growing up in America. And not oh. to get, like, all deep. Oh, we, like, we, we yeah. went there with that. <laughs> not to get all deep in that That's shit. for a different episode. But she was just saying how, like, you know we've all kind of like grown up the same in terms of like black guys and like households my parents great fucking amazing but at the same time it was like whenever i like was angry or upset or sad or anything it was just kind of like oh get over it you know so then whenever you have that like get over it mentality it's not even just black guys i think just guys in general whenever guys have the get over it mentality then all of a sudden instead of learning how to like deal with that shit and be like, I'm upset because of this. I'm mad because of this. Instead of finding out that because you just are taught to like shut it off. Well, see, that's the thing is that when you go, that's when you go ahead and grow into your own as your own man and realize that you can't have that mentality because it's failed you your entire life. No, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, that's what you were growing up with. Well, yeah, so break up away from that. You know, yeah, everything Chaz, is about that's saying, a lot easier yeah. said than not. But like, see, I feel like I'm such a more simplistic case with that. Like, I don't know. I just like. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, because like, basically what you're saying is, hey, uproot the entire way that you've been raised and everything that you know about dealing with anything, and just be normal. <laughs> just not deal be with normal. Shit. Not be normal. I mean, but at the same time, go ahead and like you know become into your own being. I feel like you exactly. Know? But when you've been taught to behave a certain way, and that's why you, you've lived your whole life. It's, it's conditioned. It's a conditioned it's learning at that point. Of you gotta, you gotta unlearn that behavior, and your friends can't teach you to unlearn behavior. Yeah, that's so complex. We'll just get you like a shock thing. collar, and every time you have oh a negative connotation, just go ahead and press the button. And we're condi- is, yeah, that, that's conditional learning right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, it's just, I just wanted to make sure that like everybody mentally, like, you know, takes care of themselves. Cause I'm like, I think it takes a lot to sit back and be, be like, all right, well, I'm weak in this area, I'm weak in that area. And nobody wants to admit their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to do that shit. But at the same time, I think that it's very important to do that and to, if you feel like you have that, seek help because that stops shit like fucking people shooting up schools. 
people doing shit that they've like held in for so much, their whole entire life and they haven't had anybody to talk to and they wow, feel we, like we got really dark there hey I mean that's that's what we do on the podcast Welcome like, to R&B yeah, yeah you have the real, conversations wow. that like we, you you have to have these conversations that you need to go there because that's the only way it changes yeah mm-hmm. we spoke about all this in the toxic masculinity episode yeah. you know that men aren't raised to think that they can express their emotions and so they end up bottling everything up and then when they get into relationships or environments they explode Mm -hmm. and they have superiority complexes they think they're better than everyone and we get into situations to where men are misogynistic men are controlling men are aggressive you know trying to live like in the 1930s and shit like women get in the kitchen like yeah (laughs) and you know that even though we're in 2019 that's still that's still the norm you know we're getting away from that we're getting away from that but a lot of people still have that mentality the majority still has a mentality that a man is supposed to be a man for sure i mean okay men don't cry well okay like in my in my household for instance um like my mom, you know, my mom is the breadwinner out of my mom and my stepfather. You know, I love my stepfather to death, you know, but unfortunately, uh, he was a police officer. He was a firefighter. He outed him. <laughs> he, uh, no, but like at the same time, he uh, he uh, had a lot of health issues, so he can't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, so my mom is the breadwinner. Mind you, my mom is a fucking amazing woman. Boss bitch came from New York, you know, gave me a better life down here. Was a was a waitress for fucking Pleasure Island and fireworks, and uh, now she's uh, director of customs analytics for fucking Disney World. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying so. Yeah. So like she built herself up. So I mean, in that degree, you know, the the toxic view of masculinity. You know, my father has to swallow his pride because mm-hmm. unfortunately he's not the breadwinner; he's a stay at home father. You but do you see what that turn? Why does he have to swallow his pride? You know, because and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Role, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But like, because I know, I know it bothers him. I know it bothers him. And like, that's yeah. the thing. Is like, I tell him, like, you know, honestly, I, I try to put it in the viewpoint that you know, if anything, you're doing a greater service in the sense that you're alleviating pressure off mom. You know what I'm saying? Like at home. At home mm-hmm. on the home front. Because the big deals too. You that know? is it's a big, big job. deal. It is like it's making sure, making house. sure like everything's yeah. done. Making sure my littlest brother, you know, when he was going to school, like had like lunch packed and all this nonsense. You know, let my mom sleep in a little bit longer. You know, just little things like that. You know, and I feel like they difference. they do make a big difference. It's just the like the, the the fact that we have to have this conversation shows how much bullshit it is. You know, because <laughs> the fact is is that like he shouldn't have to feel weird or feel no. like different swallow for doing that or swallow no. his pride or do no. any that just because that's just the way the cards fell mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that at that point he can't help it and he's he's not it's not that he's not contributing he's just doing it in a different way in a different and way he's usually doing what is the women's role and again it's a social norm yeah in, so in then therefore he feels like he's not manly enough because he's doing a woman's role mm-hmm. and his wife is doing the man's role so the, the roles have switched and it shouldn't be a thing where it should be a big deal, but it's shitty because it is. Because why? how do we know that it's a big deal? Because we're talking about it right now. Exactly. Yeah. Because if it were the reverse situation and your mom had been hurt or couldn't work or something mm-hmm. like that and had to stay home, no one would talk about it. it no one would think anything. twice about right. it. They'd be like, oh yeah, she's a homemaker. That's completely normal. You know? Do Have you ever seen a man with an occupation as a homemaker? No. People don't do that. You know what I mean? That's a woman's job, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that a lot of people... Um, even though it's a modern day, they still live in that old mindset that this is my role as a man, this is my role as a woman, and I need to stick by that. You know, well, I need to have a strong face, and I need to, like, I, I got to be the strong one in all the situations, even though you may be having such a hard time. And the mom or the wife 
might be fine and she so can help you through it. I feel it. though at the same time though, you also gotta understand like the generation that they were born into comparable mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, like yeah, for yeah, me, for we're sure. I, we're definitely pushing forward to Absolutely. the more progressively yep. we're going toward things that we're outgrowing that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We're definitely outgrowing that. It just has to it, there's gonna it has to go through a few more generations before it's like completely just expunged a, and exactly. like just whatever, gone. You know, yeah. I agree. Um but like I said, I mean, I definitely think that we're in you know, on the right track. Yeah, um, I think so. So yeah, it just I depends. just think that like as long as we keep on having these conversations that are hard, like the conversations that you don't want to sit down and have, talking about your own mental health, talking about your own weaknesses, talking about how you need to grow as a person, and how we as a generation can grow, I think that that will allow us to push forward push forward and go th- like get through a lot of the bullshit because yeah, so much of the bullshit has been swept under the carpet that like oh yeah just like she said it's 26 years of like being taught the same thing so mm-hmm. like once you finally get to the point where you're I am thinking on my own I am doing my own thing which is why I'm able to you know come to all these conclusions about myself and the fact that I was able to like do that and now that I'm at this point now I'm at the point where I am pushing through you know and I think that a lot of people have to get to that point because it's, it's a lot easier to be like I'm fine yeah, so much easier yeah. to be like I'm fine you know admitting like, is the first step yeah yeah. it's it's really hard for people to admit that they have something that they can't work through on their own you know like mm-hmm. it's a big deal for you to be so open and honest about that you know because a lot of people will just bottle that up and put it in the back of their head and just be like oh well I'll, I'll figure it out one day you know or I'll just let me change my mind you know no, let me just, just think go, about something else just go you ahead know? and like go ahead and like face it Face, face your it, demons. face it, face it, just face because first and if you want change grow. that's the only exactly if you want change that's the only way you can do it yeah. I mean again Change is hard. As you come back to fucking like, oh, like, you know, everyone can tell you, tell you, tell you, tell you. No one can except you, my man. So it's either you sit down and you actually go ahead and, you know, have the will and the strength to go ahead and like, you know, go ahead and change your mindset. I mean, basically, you can rewire your brain to be all kinds of different ways. I am a firm believer of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you just got to want it. Yeah. And a lot of like philosophical it. views, like, I mean, I do a lot of reading on like stoicism and things like that, like. Dude, I mean, definitely you can go ahead and sit down and, like, rewire your brain to fucking, like, make it become a different way. You know what you should do is you should read a, a lot of, like, you ever thought about reading, like, self-help books? Like, you'd no, be surprised. No, just because, like, I'm you, not, so the funny part is, is that, like, I don't mind reading. I definitely don't mind reading, but I'm, like, at the same time, I don't mind who I am right now. Mm-hmm. There's not a part of me that wants to rewire who I am right now. No, I'm, no, like, no. I'm just saying for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? No, for sure, for sure. You're talking about like as a general. As yeah. a general concept. Because I'm like, at the same time, with, with you being so optimistic and me being a little bit more pessimistic, I don't want to change that. You know? Because that's kind of who... But were you I, like yin and yang? The black well, and no, I kind of I kind of like who I am as a person, you know? <laughs> you like who you are as a person. And I'm yeah. like, in the, at the end of the day, you have a better outlook on like people in general and that's valuable yeah and at the same time i have a more realistic people like outlook on people also valuable we both exactly we both bring something different to the table and and, i mean honestly if you put yourself with like a hundred me's then i'd be bored with myself too Mm -hmm. you know to be fair yeah and um i mean it's good to have that that conflict of ideas and you know different kind of stance to make you think in general you know mm-hmm. whether it be like hey you you change your life around like that or or you know you take what i say and and this is what i do like again the whole traveling thing is the fact that you know i talk to a lot of fucking different people and i just take like little bits of different people that i talk to like whether it be like you know different things that they're their interests you know like i have friends that you know are, are boat captains that 
do like aeronautical engineering, you know, like all kinds of like really interesting shit, you know what I'm saying? And it's 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 sitting there and actually like talking to them and like, you know, just different viewpoints. I mean, it can stimulate a new interest in myself. It can interest like a new uh, ideology within like what I how I feel about people, you know, and it's just making taking little bits and pieces from everyone you meet and making them form you into a better version of you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what you want to be is a better version than you were yourself than what you were yesterday. That's why I said like, you know, I want to learn a lot about everything, but you know, just more. more I want to be more um, successful than I was yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Time. And I'm like, as you're as you're traveling and you're like taking it from people, I'm traveling and I'm taking like the culture. I'm taking like the, the places, oh, the places that I'm eating, like the places that I'm visiting, the places that I'm seeing. So like when I'm traveling, it's not as focused on like the people that are there, but more focused on like the, the environment. No, and the culture no, no. That I'm Trust in. me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I also go to no, like, yeah, museums yeah, for sure, all for the sure. time. No, I get that, I get that. But what I'm saying is that like we're taking two different. Things. We're taking yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying is From that we're taking experience. two different things. So like traveling can be something like for you and that's something totally different for me but we're still like rounding each other out all in the eye of the beholder but that's why it's a good friendship because like you don't want to hang out with yourself you don't you know what I mean like you ever met someone who is too similar to you and you argue all the time me and Robert (laughs) 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 but you know what I mean like you don't you can't always have people around you that are like like-minded you mm. know of course you can have the same core values but you need someone to balance you out like you said yin and yang mm. you know because if you hang out with yourself you're gonna be um kind of bored sometimes and just kind of arguey and in order to grow you gotta have people around you that are different yeah well, and you gotta work through your trauma okay <laughs> message to public service announcement to Robert. what a psa <laughs> but i mean also like you know even from a travel standpoint you know like you know I don't know, like, I just got back from Boston and everything like that, and uh, the group that I went with, we uh, had, uh, you know, my brother came from L.A., uh, my friend Katie, she lives here in Orlando, and uh, she decided to jump on that trip, like, super last minute, like, I think a week before I was leaving, and then another friend of ours was coming from South Africa, so, like, basically, oh, wow. that was <laughs> that was the uh, middle point. But we were all different, and in which case, like, the energy was just there. And it was really, 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 really Mm. awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just absolutely phenomenal to kind of have that energy because we were all different. Exactly. It's interesting, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, when you have, like, the right amount of different people, like, it does make it really fun. And, like, each person that you have in the group, you have a different connection with, and you Mm -hmm. take something different from. So you can have a really good time with them. Yeah, like, to be... That's like when we went to Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone brought something different. Yeah, for sure. There you go. I mean, to be fair, and then also it was funny because, like, like I knew my brother and Katie. Katie only knew me. The girl from South Africa, like, I had never met before, but we had talked, like, here and there. Because my brother met her from, um, he had a layover for 19 hours. He was actually supposed to come visit me. And uh, what happened was is that he had told me, like, the day before, I was like, well, I'm going to be out of town. So he's like, shit. So he's like, should I contemplate? Should I get a hotel? Should I do this? Should I do that? So he ended up going ahead and uh, just like looking up places to sleep in the airport. He's about 24 now. He ends up sitting next to this girl and he, uh, she asked her to go ahead and hold something for her, which was awesome. They ended up going ahead, started small chat, and um, he goes, hey, she goes, I have such a long layover. Meanwhile, unbeknownst to him, this girl does yachting, so she travels internationally. She goes on holiday whenever she wants to, whatever, whatever. He goes, oh, try me. I bet you I have a longer layover. 
She goes, well, mine's 18 hours. He's like, mine's 19 hours. So they just hit it off. They end up talking the whole time, whatever, whatever. You know, she flies out to um, South Africa, and he flies back to L.A., but they stayed in contact this whole entire time. Sounds like a match made in heaven to me. <laughs> All right, Cinderella. No, that's what I said. And honestly, the girl is amazing. Like, really, really, really cool people. She only hung out with us for, like, I think a day or, like, a day and a half, but she was also sick. But either way, like, really, really great people. We're already trying to go ahead and plan, like, a next trip that we can all get together and do it again because it was just so much fun. Just, again, great energies, like, you know, and you can't fake something like that, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to traveling. You're either going to love who you're traveling with or you're going to fucking hate who you're traveling with. Ain't that the motherfucking truth? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there is no substitution for that. Well, it sounds like you guys got, like, a good story for that, huh? What happened there? Oh, uh, nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. It's just that, like... Energies can be like really important when it comes down to traveling, just like you said. Of course. And like we, when when we were in Amsterdam, one of the people that we were with, her energy just didn't match ours. And was like negative. Oh, oh, negative seventeen. Jesus, she gave me like the side eye. I don't even know her voice. I'm like. Was it like Norwegian like death metal? Oh God, so bad. <laughs> like, I've just I've never seen somebody try so hard to ruin a trip, and I'm like, you spent money to also be here, so it was just that was a strange part. I mean, I just but, don't understand what kind of saboteur work you're talking about here. She just was from the beginning, just so standoffish. Like we, it was there were seven of us, and one of the girls, it was her best friend, and so the majority of the group didn't know her, and she didn't make any effort to talk to anyone, and she just, from the beginning, was, like, in a bad mood, and then it continued on, and we would ask her questions, and she would, like, answer us, like, super short, and then she ended up just being like, hey, like, I don't feel comfortable being here. And we're Too like, bad we're in Amsterdam, even- <laughs> and we're fucking how many thousands of miles away? Yeah, we're on the other side of the globe. Yeah, you're having a bad time? Good luck. <laughs> like, that's a position where I'm like, get over it. Like, seriously, get over it. <laughs> Dead ass. Dead ass. Then you could, those words actually fucking have some weight, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we could probably go forever for this podcast episode, but we're going to stop now. Um, the thing is that we want you to take from the podcast Everybody is different when it comes down to like social circumstances, but I guess just shoot your shot. Mind. Give the chance, you know? Shoot. Oh, <laughs> hey, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Uh, there take, we go. Remember that. Remember that. Yeah, and yeah. then Otherwise. also mental health. If you have something that you're dealing with or you know that there's something that you're dealing with, just make sure that you like talk to your friends. And if you feel like, you know, you've talked to your friends so much, Talk to somebody else. There's there's always somebody there willing to listen, and there's always another option than to just cut it off and, like, right. you know, hold on to it for just yourself. Just not that guy in the elevator that you just want to have these deep conversations <laughs> with. That shit just won't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Christ. And I guess, last but not least, um, you can't expect people to have the same heart. I like that. Brittany, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> <I'm> my book. <laughs> so this was a episode of RMB podcast. We understand that we have been gone for a while, but we are back. Stop bitches. bringing it up. <laughs> We're fucking fucking back. All of our social medias. Brittany, you start. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at the official underscore R and B. You can <laughs> you can find me at B R V T T. And then uh, I am uh, pretty much just mostly active on Instagram. I don't really use anything else. And I'm Rob Bates, R-O-B-B-A-T-E-S-S. And Chazzy Boy, what's yours? Uh, I'm actually Insomniac, but you spell it I-N-S-O-M-N-Y-A-C. Wow.
unique. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're so happy to be back. Right, thanks Thank for having me, guys. Thank you to our special sure. guest. Thanks for awesome experience, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Adios. Take care, guys. <laughs>